0: And good evening, my fellow lovers of love. Thank you for joining us on yet another excursion down the stream of consciousness towards the river of love. And Jess, we're just running short ones now because I screw them up if I go any longer (laughs) than that. (laughs) 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 Well,
1: it's always always a surprise that's going to come out of
0: your mouth. I just think we'll just stick with the short intro. They're the the good long ones are nice if I could ever hit them up.
1: When you nail them, you nail
0: them. Yeah, but it's like one in twenty, so it's a strange. It's been an, it's been a strange week, and I was preparing for the my political TV show this week, and there was a topic that kind of came up. It says, "Are we fraying as a society?" Now that came up as a political topic, but as it turns out, as I was thinking about it, it's a open-ended question and whether it's deeper than politics.
1: What was the, what was the question again?
0: Is you know, society frame
1: frame.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our politics, our politics phrase all the time that, you know, as someone who's into politics, that's yeah, whatever. But the question is, is it deeper than that? That's a superficial question. Politics appears to be framed constantly and some, Periods of time are worse than not. You know, as a historian, it, yeah, 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 we've all seen, and been here, done that. But from a societal perspective, from a little bit deeper, let's dig down to our personal relationships, to your friends and your families and how we interact as communities. Is that starting to fray? That's an open question. You know, we have seen over the last few years more well it appears we've seen more of less forgiveness I should say for our family members than we have for our tribe members we will ostracize a family member for a bad opinion but yet we will forgive our tribe members for bad behavior Now, the question is, is that a real perception or is it the sore thumb? It appears that way because we it sticks out like a sore thumb because the reality is most of our relationships work. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I don't have an answer for that one, to be honest. Um, but it's an open question. I well, we sh-
1: I think during the pandemic, people have become, um, on, on one end, they're becoming more forgiving and, and more patient. That's the word I was looking for, more patient with each other.
0: Yeah, but do we but we don't notice that, do we? The only times we notice are, are when I when people's nerves are afraid and then they end up on on YouTube or social media as kind of in a bad moment of their life. Yeah, you know, and people's nerves are afraid. We've had a year of this. We've had a year of fear. You know, know, whatever you fall in that category, it's been a year of fear.
1: Yes, it has.
0: And it came on top of, you know, other fears. Justified or not, you know, it doesn't really matter what your perspective is. It's that emotion of fear is real. And it's been going on for five, six years now in some form or another. I mean, maybe we're all just starting to get a bit tired of it. And the question is, what do we do with it? Where do we go? Where do we find the silver lining? How do we move forward as a society? Maybe the question is, how do we move forward as individuals, as families, as communities? Don't ask the big question. Ask the little question. Society is made up of individuals. What you do, how you act, how we behave towards each other, towards your family, is actually more important than how you behave towards your tribe, towards everything else. Because that will reflect. What is it there used to be a, a saying among activists? You know, think global, act local. Yes. Think local, act local. The global will take care of itself if the locals do. Yes. Can't help it.
1: Yes, it's the nature mm-hmm. of the beast. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. All things start at the ground. So if you take care of the ground level, The rest of society will fix itself. And so you were having an interesting week this last few weeks. You are 29 again this week.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm proud to say I will be 60 on Monday.
0: I wasn't saying that on the air. (laughs) I have been around long enough.
1: It's It's a little surreal. It's a little surreal. I don't know how I made it to 60. Through God's grace. And I had a my my oldest daughter gave me a birthday party today and it was lovely. We had a fancy tea. She even bought me a gown. We just I had more pearls. It was just delightful. Finger sandwiches with a crust cut off, you know. Yeah.
0: You guys twelve?
1: We had a tea party.
0: Hey, it's all good.
1: We used the fancy china from Denmark.
0: Yeah, I think the real gift was your girls were all in one place.
1: Of course it was. I had a daughter come in from Oregon. She made the effort to come and be at the party. I got to have a picture with all three of my grandchildren together. It was lovely watching them play. I just sat and watched them play. The Ma- vast majority of time I was there. They were very busy little creatures. They were all into each other, which was delightful to see, of course.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's funny how the the the, the grand your, your it's just such a weird thing, the granddaughters units, the granddaughter units. Well, because one's kind of like a granddaughter; it's more of a granddaughter to me than the other one, simply because I was had a hand in raising the parent, and the other one was already an adult parent when the time I got around.
1: Right like, and, and so with the mothers, right? There, yeah, there. and
0: so you know once more, but so, so I, it's hard to reference. to know how to reference, and you know. So anyway, the, the granddaughter type units it, <laughs> how the, they vastly are different. You know,
1: they're very different towards me. One is one is very outgoing and affectionate. She's three, and one is two, and she's still a mama's girl. Yeah, but they're both. She's, everyone is highly suspect.
0: Yeah, they're both include, just look so different. Including
1: me. myself. They have vastly different personalities.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's just, And they
1: uh, and they just came that way.
0: Oh yeah. Well. Wow. they yeah. their mothers are different. Their fathers are different. So they're gonna be different. It's gotten better or worse, they're just different. You know, you get a different set of, uh, a different recipe, you've got a different recipe. So. And you did have another good birthday present if you want to talk about it. I
1: got, I got my uh I got a tablet.
0: Not that, that, that one, the health one. The health clearance.
1: Oh, yes. I had a, a test for uterus cancer this last week and it came back negative so i've been sassy ever since
0: (laughs) because it was you you got doom brain we have to go with this
1: i have doom brain everything (laughs) is the end of the world and that's just part of my bipolar and uh so it was heavily on my mind
0: yeah it was but you dealt with it very well in terms of managing your, your, my, your doom brain.
1: my, managing my, doom break well, That's I allowed myself to have the thoughts. I didn't just stuff them down. I allowed them to come to fruition and finish their little speech. And then I, okay, thank you for your service. I'll think about that again later. And then I went busy, you know, thank you for bringing that up. Yes. You know, cause it's, you know, what ifs? What if it's negative? What questions are you going to ask? What's your attitude going to be? You know, how do you think about this? Yeah.
0: Well, I think our public service announcement here we should be is for women to get your pap smears, make, get all that stuff checked out.
1: Yes, it was through a routine exam.
0: And you know, cause now you know, hey, all is well. Yes. You know, so that's, that's good news. But it actually brings up a good point on our list today. We have a discussion about bipolar disorder. Why don't we hop into that? Okay. So there's a, there an article about the amazing side effects of bipolar disorder. Now, that's an interesting concept here for, for us over here. So I thought that was actually something good for you to, to kind of chime in about. And if you would like to talk to, send an email to, to you and, you know, send her your... Thoughts, questions, comments about life, love, relationships, dealing with bipolar disorder. You can send that email to love at us. Okay, so, so now it is interesting because I've always said that anxiety disorder gives me a different perspective on life and that has value. And so it wouldn't necessarily be surprising that someone can find a silver lining in their bipolar.
1: Well, uh, uh, that that goes with being a positive person. I I am bipolar and I have depression, yet I see myself as a positive person. I always look for the silver lining. I think that's a personality
0: type. Well, but can you just off the top of your head before we dig into the article? Can you think of anything that's positive about your home? A positive trait, something that it does for you that maybe
1: I believe it has helped make me an empathetic person. Okay. All right.
0: So and, let's. And
1: and um, I can be detail oriented. I can be very detail oriented. Um. Glasses. Huh.
0: Glasses. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> I love my glasses out of reach. <laughs> and my old and my cataract—I get taken care of because I can't re- squat without these things. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I disrupted. I disrupted your train of thought. That's okay. Well, except now you don't know what your train of thought is. No, no. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We've got the article to pick up from. So here's what they she I'm assuming it was a she. There he goes, Matthew. Guys, I, I did so much quick. I got all my art my, So this is from Matthew Schmitz with a Z, by the way, from uh, the Mighty. Just so we know. And he has a talk, short talk about his his trips through uh, bipolar. He was di- diagnosed with bipolar two at 36. That's a long way to get to go through life with bipolar, isn't it? Yes,
1: it is. Without any help, good heavens.
0: Yeah, so it's actually it's, a, it's an interesting article. I only got a chance to skim it, but I wanted a chance to talk with you about it because I figured this was good for you. So, the very first thing on his list here he says, Who else can have 50 thoughts in his head at once and somehow manage to recognize each one of those thoughts and discern which thoughts to listen to and which ones to discard? I'm not.
1: Well, I hadn't thought of that.
0: Well, I do that. As an the anxiety does that.
1: I thought everybody did that.
0: No, most people do not. Oh. Most people don't have that many thoughts at once. It's not that they don't think; it's that they don't come at once. <laughs> most people they don't have the. It's the overwhelming nature of it. I think anxiety disorder people have the same thing. Well, because you, it's fight or flight, you're in fight or flight mode, and so you're proce- processing. And so you're processing literally every sound, every sight, every you know feeling. Mm-hmm. The breeze kicks in, you you notice it, and so yeah, so you've got a million things to ignore, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to choose which ones to ignore. Yes. Yeah. And that's the, that's the trick with, at least for me, is the anxiety disorders to knowing which one to ignore. Or as I was talking about for anxiety disorders, I ignore my first thought. My first reaction to a lot of things is I let them slide. And pay attention to the second one. Because that first one is tainted by an irrational reaction. My first reaction is based on fight or flight reaction, not based upon any sense of logic. Now, maybe it's right, but it <laughs> but can't be trusted.
1: My doom brain sets in, and, but I don't even really notice it so much anymore. It's just like that's the first thing that hits. It's like, okay, thanks. I got to do this. <laughs> then I do what's in front of me.
0: Yeah. So, but that's it. it it's the ability to sift through thoughts. And kind of pick and choose which actually ones are important and which ones are not. I think that's that's a good little trick, I think, is who can feel the levels?
1: That we do. Not too many people can see life the way we see it. No judgment values on others. We see the highs, and during those times, (laughs) the colors are brighter and more vivid. We see the lows and the darkness, too. However, those highs and lows... We can share with other people and somehow enhance our world.
0: Well, I, well, there is some truth to that.
1: That's what I meant when it made me empathetic, because I feel such a wide range that I can I can identify with with people a lot better. I feel.
0: That's that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think anybody who sees things differently through life has a different view through life. I think that's a... a And, you know, in a life where so many, you know, different perspectives, diversity, so to speak, has its advantages. Diversity has diversity of thought, diversity of perspective has its advantages. Yeah. People with uh, disorders can sometimes see things that other people can't simply because they look at places other people don't look. They have thoughts other people don't have.
1: Well, you constantly amaze me.
0: Well, that's because this thing never stopped running.
1: I find that fascinating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can sit there and not pay attention to it, but it's running nonstop. So, you know, it is what it is. So, be more empathetic. Here you go. You talk about the empathetic the most because of the darkness. Because you realize the dark moments. And so you, you relate to the people's, even if you can't relate to the exact dark moments, you can relate to that. They're having one. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, you know, I can, I can empathize. I don't know exactly their pain, but I can empathize. I have felt, deep I have felt deep pain before yes yeah that, and those dark dark thoughts that invade your mind and they won't leave and you get in you get in uh, p- thought pattern loops and those are
0: fun yeah well bouncing around bouncing along rock bottom a couple times does you know does a lot for your perspective for other people who are at or near their bottoms You know, a lot of times you can watch people descend. You can sit there and watch their their lives kind of start to unravel. And you're going, man, I've been there. And you also know there's nothing you can do. They have to, it has to play out. And so all you can do is kind of watch it and, you know, and hopefully have people there to help pick them up.
1: And it's hard to watch. A lot of people bail. They can't watch it you know and and, and that uh, i've been i've had people bail on me, and I understood you know they just couldn't handle it,
0: yeah, it's a tough thing, yes, and you know sometimes like I didn't sign up i you know or you know there are all other kind of possibilities I can't help here i will be a, I will i will be worse, I will make things worse. So, you don't need, you don't want me around right now because I will simply make, I'll, I'll try, but I'll make things worse. And so
1: they think they will. They yeah. think they can't help. They think they can't just be, they don't understand it. Just simply being there and listening.
0: Well, that's the thing. If you don't think you can help, then you can't. Right. You have to know that you can. You have to know that as awkward as it feels, as much as it doesn't feel like it's helping, just sitting there and, you know, being a friend, having a conversation, playing a game of dominoes, whatever it is.
1: Yahtzee saved my life. Yeah, saved my sanity.
0: So, you know, you never know what it does. But there's so many people don't have the experience. They don't have anyone to have modeled it. And it's a difficult. it's a difficult thing to do. You know, it's a difficult thing to do, to go visit someone in a mental hospital. But it's also one of the greatest gifts you can do to someone. Because then they know that you still accept them.
1: Yes. You still love them.
0: So, anyway, where were we? All right. We've got brains work at lightning speed to dismantle. Disseminate information sometimes too quickly. Is that on you?
1: No, not since I've been taking my meds, but I used to. It used to come fast and furious. And I, you know, I wouldn't have time. My response was bad because I didn't give time to process things.
0: Yeah. Well, what you've done, use meds for, I've done with mental training I suppose but that's the difference between anxiety and bipolar I would also think that you can't you know while they have similarities they're not the same thing <laughs> without
1: my meds I can't stop crying
0: well I cry at the drop of a hat but that's a different thing <laughs> that's just because I'm moving then weird. we get, in, then
1: we get into suicidal ideation
0: which is just a
1: rabbit hole in and of itself. Well, actually there was a thing on suicide
0: on our list if we want to talk about that. Um, Our capacity to love someone else is huge because of their illness. We can love others extremely deeply and show them that love is not, show them love is not the norm. I'm not understanding that sentence. And I also don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think the capacity of any, just because you have a disorder, whether it's bipolar, anxiety, or anything else, that your capacity to love is more than
1: than somebody else. I don't think so, no. That's just what makes me, that's just my special journey that has brought me to that point. That's all. Yeah, so. Another person's journey looks different. Maybe just this point. It's just as poignant.
0: Well, yeah. Cause it's, how do you judge? <laughs> what's the, what's the what's yardstick? yardstick? Yeah. How do you You're, judge? Uh, how do you I, get into somebody else's head and go, all I'm, uh, right.
1: I'm more empathetic than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I think you need to back up a couple things and talk about that empathetic thing again mm-hmm. and contemplate. Sorry, Matthew. There's, that one, we're not going to agree with you on. We get it. We get what you're thinking, but I don't think it's that one's actually super passionate people who can light up a room quickly and get others out of their dark places. That's just a person thing. That's got nothing to do with your so, uh, bipolar or, or anything. I don't think that's got anything to do. I've known people with bipolar who cannot do that, so I don't think that's a bipolar thing.
1: I don't think I light up a room.
0: No, you can get other people out of dark places. But I didn't. Yeah.
1: Well, I make the effort. Yeah.
0: But lighting up a room is a—it's a thing. That's a—that's a charisma thing. That's got nothing to do with.
1: That's charisma. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can have that's disorder or not. That's a charisma thing. That's not a. You're stretching on this one. Now maybe he thinks that his journey with it, and now that he's become comfortable with his bipolar disorder, he can now, it's helped him become that. Yes. Yeah. Now that, as an individual, I could understand. So now that I'm comfortable with my bipolar disorder, now that I understand it, it helps me. That's a different story. But as a bipolar, gen, general, we can brainstorm ideas. See, because he uses we, not I. And so it, it's, he's talking for all bipolar, and that's an awfully broad brush. Yeah. All right. So we can brainstorm ideas like nobody's business because of our brains.
1: Okay. That's not me.
0: Yeah. Again, he's, these are personal. These are personal. I can brainstorm as long as I don't have to write it down. If I'm just sitting around and yakking with somebody, I can come up with all kinds of million ideas. The minute I try to write it down, something weird happens. But, so a couple of these things I don't think are are bipolar, have anything to do with the bipolar.
1: I think he's a very charismatic individual to start with.
0: Yeah. And then.
1: It said in the article he was a VP at some company. So, you've got to have some charisma for that. I'm sorry. Well,
0: yeah, VP at a relatively young age. So, You're talking a Type A personality, and you know with bipolar, that's going to manifest itself differently than someone who's not a Type A personality with bipolar. I'm not a Type A. (laughs) Yeah, we are. I we all know all that. But I think the important thing about the this art the article is that you know not everything. You know, not all disorders, not all the way disorders manifest themselves are inherently bad. Yes. They can offer some benefits that other people don't necessarily. Some
1: experience, can enrich your life experience if you let like them.
0: Yeah. You can see the world a little bit differently than, other, yes. than the rest of the world. And that has its advantages. It comes with its own disadvantages as well. But, you know, we know those. Yeah. Those are easy to see we focus on those all the time. So it's I think the important thing is to take the time and even if you're not entirely correct, it doesn't matter. Take the time to focus on the the positive aspects of your of your issues. And it is 10:30. We are going to stop and take a quick break for our sponsor and I think the lady needed a break this evening. And we are back, and we will take care of a little bit of our own advertising. I'm actually rebuilding the website. You can go to latenightlove.us right now, but there's not a lot there over this next week though I'll get some stuff caught up. We'll get everything moved over. It's instead of the the point about the new website is instead of having things spread out everywhere, you got to stuff at Patreon and we're pulling all that in-house on our own website. So if people want to join and help us out, you can do it straight through PayPal right through our website.
1: Oh, all right.
0: But until then, you can always subscribe to us and help us out on anchor FM slash late night. Love. We would greatly appreciate it. And you can always find us on various, various social medias under late night. Love. And you can find me on Twitter at jazz <laughs> and you can send love lovey a letter at love at late night. Love. I'd love to hear from you. All right, so what is next on our agenda here, Lally? Uh
1: The pandemic taught us empathy. Will it last? All right. Psychologists share tips for keeping compassion alive.
0: All right, so let's check out these tips. Let's check out these tips.
1: What would cause our compassion to dwindle? We may face compassion fatigue.
0: I don't know if you can actually have compassion fatigue. As a general of thumb, compassion breeds compassion. doesn't breed exhaustion.
1: Compassion, no. That's right. Compassion breeds compassion.
0: It doesn't breed exhaustion. Now, if you're faking it, if it's phony compassion, then that would breed exhaustion, fatigue. So if you're tired of being compassionate, you have some soul-searching to do because compassion should breed more compassion. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean you can't have a day where you're exhausted and you just can't have a kind thought for the world. That's not what we're talking about, even a week. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the general overall sense, not a moment in time.
1: Right, right, right.
0: I mean, we all have work. Compassion for a moments in time, right? I think.
1: Well, we all have bad days.
0: Yeah. We forget about the experience over time. I don't know. Do we actually forget about the experience, or does, or does it just become part of everyday life? It becomes routine. Just you you can't live on high alert for a year.
1: Well, they said they're saying as with anything after enough time has passed and life returns the way it was, that shared experience, the good and the bad becomes less vivid. Of course it becomes less vivid, but it's still embedded in your memory. It's still an experience that affected you.
0: Well, and the habits you built the mental habits, if you are kinder and more compassionate, you will remain kinder and more compassionate because it's been habitualized. If you are less kind and less compassionate, you will stay less kind and less compassionate because it will have been habitualized. It's just the habit. It's the thought process habit. But We'll talk about the other one if we get time about training your thoughts. It's essentially you're training your thoughts the last year, whether you did it intentionally or not. Training your thought process. Yeah. So that's I suppose they got a point. It's a bit dangerous. We revert to having more compassion towards people similar to us. We talked about that, how your tribe is actually more compassionate towards people in, your tribe, in maybe, your tribe than people in your even in your own family who may be different than you. You know, blood's thicker than water it doesn't seem to be holding up so much these days. Maybe that's that's a problem. Because who are you going to turn to? Who are
1: you, who can you rely on? Yes.
0: Yeah, when times are really tough, is your political tribe? Is your is your community going to be the ones to pick you up? Yeah, you see how they treat everybody else. You think they're going to treat you the same way? Your family is the only, your your family. And when I say family, we mean not just blood. We're talking about your extended family. You know, those close friends who are family, you know, those count as family for us. But, but that's a small group. Yeah, it is. And it's not centered around politics. It's Mm -hmm. around personal
1: relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, change cultural norms.
1: We have changed cultural norms.
0: I don't think we've changed cultural norms as much as we think we have. There's far too many people who are resisting the changing of cultural norms.
1: Well, they used an example. In the corporate world, it's becoming more common to actually take an employee's mental health seriously.
0: Slip service. Uh, I I don't want to dive into politics, but it's phony. In the corporate world, and it's funny. Now, your mom and pop shop, maybe you know, your small, your small, if your small, you know, business, small, medium sized business is taking it more seriously than it's real. But if Coca Cola, Disney, all these big, huge, major, Amazon, they don't give a crap. They don't. It's marketing. It just is. It's marketing. They can't care about the individual person's mental health. It's impossible for them to. You're just a number on a page. They set up a system that can deal with people who are having a rough time, but it's dehumanizing. It's a bureaucracy. It's a bureaucracy. If you're having a mental health, a bad mental health thing. You need to take a mental health day off. Who are you going to call on Amazon? Is it easier to call your boss at Amazon? Easier to call the, mom- and pop employer where you talk talk to the boss directly or is it easier to be uh, work your own boss and call out for yourself
1: well ideally if you could
0: be your own mm-hmm. boss yes. but who's but it's it's easier to deal with your the owner directly than to deal with the bureaucracy because the bureaucracy is well you've had six days already this year and that's all they really care about the owner if you can talk to the owner yeah, you've been gone 10 days, but you know what? You actually do it in the, you know, the five days. So you actually do six days of work in five days. So it's fine. <laughs> you know, you're actually hyperproductive when you're here. So it's fine that you take extra days off than other people because you're worth it. They know that because they see it on a daily basis. A bureaucracy can't see that. And so why they can try they know, and we all know, that it's, if they really wanted and cared about their employees' mental health, they'd give them a, a $200 voucher for a month to go see a counselor. $100 a voucher in an hour. <laughs> if you really cared, $100 an hour a month to go get a counselor in an hour off. You can leave an hour early, come an hour late, and here's your voucher to pay for it. They really cared. They wouldn't actually, you don't need a bureaucracy. You don't need a bunch of programs. (laughs) Here's some money. There's a counselor. And just give it to everybody. Save them a bundle. And it actually be effective. If you want to do it. Because you don't get to pat yourself on the back and, my commercials it doesn't look as good. Yeah, I'm getting a little sick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we at? Recognize your compassion fatigue.
1: Okay. How can we make, compa- how can we keep 2020 compassion alive for good? Recognize our, our compassion fatigue. Let yourself recharge in order to show up and show compassion later. Yeah, if you're running on zero, you got nothing to give, then you're in trouble. You need to spend some time.
0: Yeah. Oops, I left that ten thirty banner there. Uh yeah. You do have to manage yourself. I mean all things start you telling you. Talk about being selfish. You do have to be selfish. No one's going to take care of you if you don't. Right? Who's going to save your soul if you don't?
1: Right. right, right.
0: No one else can do that but you. You've got to do the basic work. People can help. People can support you. Can't do it for you.
1: Can't do it for you, none.
0: So, all right. Uh oh. tap into the married memories of shared experience. I don't think there's any shared experience on this, at least not with the pandemic. It's everybody's experienced it individually. That's kind of the the problem with this thing. We all sit to your own houses and you all kind of had to deal with it on an individual basis. It's not a shared experience. We're not all in the same boat. We're all might be in the same storm, but we're all in our own little leagues. Yeah. And
1: there is experiences that we can relate to being at home all the time uh, the short the inconveniences we've had
0: the things that have turned out well yeah but a lot of that is you, you th- when you start to complain about a lot of that stuff it you know, it's just it's like a lot of first world problems going to the store it's such a pain in the ass these days yeah I can get to the store in five minutes there's people in Africa who don't have food on it shelves, and we're sitting here complaining that the stores are going to the stores are pain in the ass. And <laughs> I'm just saying it feels a little cynical. It feels a little first world problem-ish type thing when you're sitting here complaining about the... Oh, and I do it. I, I whine and moan. I hate the modern world. It drives me crazy. But I don't like the fact that I complain about it. And I only complain to myself. And I still don't like the fact that I complain about it. Well, I complain to you a little. but A little bit. But, yeah, I I don't. Because, seriously, what do we have to complain about? Nothing. But we do. Because life was better. Life was better. It was more convenient. And now it's not. And any human being would complain about that. So it's a tough thing. It's, so I guess it's the level of complaint, you know? Well, if you accept going backwards, you accept going backwards. And we shouldn't accept going backwards. But you also wanna do it with some compassion for those who are not uh, nearly as far in the societal journey. Because unlike before, they can now watch. You know as well as I do that, you know, the third world, fourth world is connected. They're
1: very much connected. I chat with a lot of people from third world countries, Africa mainly.
0: And they're very connected. They can watch us complain.
1: A lot of them are very involved in our politics. They take a great interest.
0: Mm. So, and I think we should be wary of that. You don't have to wear it as a heavy thing. Just be mindful. You know, there are people who have much more difficult lives. Watch this now. Yes, they do. Yeah. And, you know, so be careful how you complain. <laughs> just it <saying. laughs> I, I don't complain. No, I'm not. not just, I, I'm looking in the mirror on this one. It's it's not. I was. We should be careful how we complain. Not just you. Not just. Not just me. All of us complain because we shouldn't accept moving backwards. We should not. But be mindful how we do it. Okay. mindfulness meditation to cultivate more empathy. We talk about that all the time. That's you should be doing that anyway. We just, <laughs> I just, sorry. Look for more empathetic role models.
1: The Dalai Lama is my role model.
0: I think that's what we try to we try to do that here.
1: We try to be a positive force.
0: Positive, empathetic force. You think about more perspectives. You think about things more deeply. You try to have a, a more Compassionate understanding of what other people are going through. Yes. Yeah. We've both been through life's ringers, so we know how it goes. And we know that very few people get through life without going through life's ringers.
1: Very few.
0: In fact, most people do. But Bill Gates is getting a divorce.
1: Is he really?
0: Bill and Linda Gates are getting a divorce. And they're not talking about the settlement, but just think if they're in California, it's, it's essentially a 50 50 split. How did you have to write that check? Of course, they've been together for things. So that's actually their money. She's earned half of it. So that's not a reaction. Unlike others who, where you marry someone who's already a big zillionaire and then you want half his stuff after 10 years. That's, that's another thing, you know, for Bezos and, and the Gates, they were both they both built that up, both as a couple. Yeah. So so you know, no, that's the half thing. Yeah, it's deserved. Yeah. I think it's different when someone already came in with all that. Yeah. But that's why people have prenup. People are going, he didn't ha I can't believe he didn't have a prenup. Well, they didn't need one.
1: They <laughs> no, didn't have anything.
0: <laughs> you know, there was no 30 years ago, Microsoft is 1990 Microsoft. Okay. It was a company and it was growing, but you know, she was part of it. Anyway, there was no reason to have a, there was no reason to have a prenup back then when they got married and everything they built since they built together. So there's no reason to have a prenup. You get half of it. They've actually apparently already made the decision on how they're going to deal with it. So, it's all done, with the crime and the check to the lawyer. Well, let's yeah. Well, the only person who's got to have a smile on that one is the lawyers. Let you know, me just tell you. And even the lawyers, if they're just processing paperwork, you're processing paperwork for Bill Gates. You're you're cashing a hefty check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the only person who's happy on that is the lawyer. So you know, I think, and there's a lot of people who are out there. Who do not like Bill Gates and are essentially the Gates, and they're you know happy in their misery, and that's crass.
1: Yeah, that's no. It's always sad when a marriage ends.
0: Yeah, you know you don't have to like them to to know
1: they have children.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: divorce is hard on
0: everyone. Okay, so let's do this. Let's end with this one, because quite frankly, maybe I need to talk about this one today. I'm a little cynical today. <laughs> well, I'm not feeling good. I'm that shot. I'm still feeling fighting exhaustion from my vaccine. So there's an article here in Bazaar, which the fact that I was reading Bazaar is bizarre. Um, can you train yourself to become more optimistic? <laughs> how to trick your brain into becoming happier and the links to these are all on the website and the social media posts and all that so so it is eight ways to have a more optimistic outlook create a repertoire of positive memories wait you like supposed to put them on a poster on the wall or
1: something no Pictures in your mind,
0: but I don't have visuals in my mind. Photographs, favorite places—no, these are actual positive things. Photographs, okay. So, I mean, if you're like me, you'd have to actually build something real because you, you could. But if you are a good visual person, you could probably just do it through visuals.
1: Well, you have photographs of your grandchildren on your desk.
0: Yeah, I don't look at pictures, and, uh, I have them. I don't look at pictures. Oh. I just don't do it. I don't know why. I don't know. Should I think? I wonder if I should think about that. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, it's a creative repertoire of positive memories. So yeah, and how are you uh, creating the repertoire? How you create it as this is as individual as anything, but actually, you know, I get it. Something to revisit. Remember why you, why you, times you're happy. I can get it. Start a gratitude diary. What is it with people are writing this stuff down? Maybe that's just me that I because I got that stupid block when I try to write things that I have that, that these things don't make any sense to me. Like writing diaries and journaling and all that kind of thing.
1: I have a list in my head, but I don't journal.
0: Start a gratitude diary. They have some of those going around, right? Like the... Positive weeks, where you post something positive every day or something like that. Yes. That kind of thing. Imagine your best future self.
1: Yeah. Where um, would you like to be five years from now is a common interview question.
0: See, I don't like putting a date on it. Just If you could be your best person, where would, what kind of person would that be?
1: And that'll change, too.
0: Yeah. As you become As that, you
1: become that person, you your goals for yourself will change.
0: Cut loose the negativity. Well that's easier said than <laughs> Reminis memories, and Godwell works to consolidate those thoughts. Instead of those happen and work the magnet thought with kinder more compassion Well, yes, this is second
1: the, Well, that goes down to tone your tone of your self talk. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. But it's also that's one of those things that's far easier said than done. And the fact that he spent like two sentences, three sentences writing it. It's it's just anyway. It's a little superficial. Protect yourselves from energy vampires. I, I completely agree with that one. Energy stores are precious when you're especially when you're uh trying to change your thought process. When you're in a transition period, when you're trying to go from a, a, a habit of thinking negatively to a habit of thinking positively, you're trying to change that drastic habit. It takes a lot of mental energy. And you have to cut mental drains, at, at least temporarily. You know, Maybe they have some value to bring back into your life later. Um, but you, otherwise, you're not going to have enough mental energy to complete the journey you're on. Know? Again, sometimes you have to be selfish because if you won't, who will? If you're not willing to save your own soul, no one else is going to do it for you. And if they love you, they'll understand. You know, they understand. Sometimes if you love something, you have to let it go. And if it's meant to be, it'll come back. If not, then, you know you fulfilled some life's purpose. Because what's the point of loving something? So they become the best thing. That's what you want for them. And if the best thing means you're not being around, then it means the best thing is for you not to be around. Now, if you genuinely love somebody, that doesn't happen very often. Just pointing out. (laughs) because if you genuinely love somebody you're not generally a toxic vampire who's sucking energy but there are some times where you know two people are dealing with their own issues and you know for the better of both persons you go away you deal with your own issues and you come back because it's too difficult to deal with them together at the same time Yes. yeah Man, yeah, we, we, we hope we don't do that. That's our—that's
1: really, our only only time we get into <laughs> scuffles is when we're both having a bad day at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. If either one of us is have is anywhere near normal, we're fine.
1: Then we're fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We don't even have to be completely normal. We just, just both of us are having a bad day at the same time. Then we, and we're actually even good at that. At saying. Nah, we're we're just going to go play on our own corners today. (laughs) I'll
1: see you for a joint later. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're playing our own corners today.
0: So we're on our own today, huh? Yep, all right. (laughs) That's, That's kind of it. Do something for somebody else. Yes, start, you know, focus on. Do something positive that helps other people to make you feel better about yourself. Don't forget, don't pretend that it's just for other people if you do that. Okay. It doesn't matter what other people think. I'm talking to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Okay. Because you're doing that because it's making you feel better for yourself. And you happen to be helping people in the process, which is great. You're helping people. That's good. You're doing it so you feel better about yourself. That's great. It's all fine. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: No, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of people think that it's being selfish. So what? Mm-hmm. You're helping freaking people. You're, <laughs> freaking <laughs> you're helping people. And, and it's not like you're being selfish. It's not like you're you're making a bazillion dollars. You're doing it to make yourself mentally healthy. It's, yeah, it's not a bad thing. And what I mean by that is don't lie to yourself about it because accept it. It's a good thing. It's okay. Again, back to it's okay to be selfish on occasion, especially if that selfishness leads to you helping (laughs) people. It's fine. Accept it. Embrace it. You know, being selfish isn't necessarily being greedy. It's Those are two different things. Selfish isn't always bad. We we do tend to think of being selfish as always bad. It's not always bad. Being excessively selfish is bad, but you must think of yourself. Who else will? A person who loves you. But that person who loves you at some point will have to become selfish. You know why? Because we're human. They do all the time. Is, Is this relationship right for me? doesn't mean you don't love the other person. People ask that question all the time. It's a selfish question. So what? Being selfish isn't the problem. It's being abusive. It's not caring about other people. It's not thinking about other people in the process of being selfish. That's the problem. It's the blinders. It's the no compassion. Anyway, I'm blabbering on today, aren't I? All right, enjoy a nature walk, hug a, hug a tree. Have you ever actually hugged a tree?
1: It's a little pokey.
0: It's a little pokey. You get sap, it's annoying. Why would you hug a freaking tree?
1: No, I'll go sit under a tree with my chair. <laughs> I and like read trees. A book. <laughs> I love
0: trees. <laughs> I like trees. I like going to sit in amongst the trees and listen to the wind blow through them. It's a great, it's a nice thing. I love doing it. But I'm not hugging a tree. If you want to hug a tree, knock yourselves out. But climb a tree. How about sit in a tree? Can I sit in the tree instead of hugging the tree? I guess if you have to climb a tree, maybe you kind of hug a tree. I don't know. I don't know. Go with the flow. Number eight, go with the flow. What the heck is that? What kind of what kind of advice is that? I'm not sure that actually. You know, you could have stopped at seven, person
1: whether writing taking photographs baking making music or reading the ability to do disappear into an activity so that we lose both sense of time in ourselves is regarded by some to be the ultimate state of happiness
0: no that's just that's going to be like saying those times when you're in the zone in a basketball court is when you're most happy and that's not when I'm most happy
1: well,
0: it said sun. You know, it's like when you fight in the zone, you're the most happy. Yeah. See, I, it's, I think it depends how you define happiness. Is happiness a moment in time or is happiness a state of being over time? See, for me, happiness is a state of being over time. It's not a day. It's not an hour. It's not a moment. It's a lifetime, it's a month, it's a year. Days come and go, emotions are fleeting. They change, situations change, life changes. But if you're happy, you can be happy and have a miserable day but still be happy because the day is miserable but your life is happy. Your life is set how you want. Yeah, you've had a bad day. Car broke down in the middle of nowhere. You got a flat tire. The tow truck canceled yourself but you're still happy. Because you still have everything you need. Everything you want. Life is still headed into the direction you want. You're becoming the person you want. The people you love are becoming the people they want to become. That's, you know, for me, that's happiness. And so maybe the question is, if you want to define happiness, you have to actually define happiness.
1: Minus contentment, long-term commit contentment. Yeah. That makes me happy.
0: Happiness doesn't have to smash you in the face. In fact, it's probably better if it doesn't. So we talked about silver linings, finding silver linings in, the, in, in life on a day where I was grumpy. So I think we apologize for you being grumpy tonight. <laughs> just, uh, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't know it babe. oh yeah I'm grumpy uh, people will notice <laughs> you got the rose colored glasses people won't notice it's not, I'm not terrible I'm just saying I was a little grumpy man. a little cynical <laughs> you know, it is what it is we can find some similar linings in me being cynical that I realized I was being cynical and try to work on not being so much We'll see how successful that was. From me and Lovey, we want to thank you guys for joining with us tonight. We can, right? Say, say goodnight. You can visit us goodnight. at latenightlove.us. Uh, it will be improving over the week. And from uh, me and good night and love everybody.